Who wins the hundred? Find out on Cricket. Only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 149, and it is a big one this week. Your indispensable, your unrivaled gambling guide to The 100, a cricketing event so thrilling that I think it sparked a Sam Collins rap in its inaugural year. Am I right? I might channel Downing Street, Ed Hawkins, and ask, did that ever really happen? Um, if it did, which I'm not den- uh, confirming or denying, it, it will certainly not happen again. The recording contract... Still in the post, though, I think you may may owe me something on that front. Um, but Edward Hawkins, you are right. You are right. This is indeed the right place to come. If you want to know the answer to the question, this question, the key question, who wins the 100 this year? Uh, there's someone here who thinks they know. His name is betting.betfez, Paul Krishnamurti, christened as such by his poor parents who had an incredible foresight. Welcome, Paul Krishnamurti. How are you? I'm very well, Sam. Hopefully I've got the winner. Good. I can't wait to hear it. Um, and what does Richard Mann of SportingLife.com think? Do you agree? Hello, Richard Mann. I definitely have the winner, Sam. Good, Richard Mann. That's why you're here. Um, stay tuned to find out, everybody. Edward Hawkins, please tell the listeners what else they can expect tonight. Yeah, team by team guys for the teams in the 100. That includes possible 11s, batting and bowling, power ranks, strengths and weaknesses. Lovely stuff. Um, Excellent. We've also got the outright odds, betting strategies, and a look at the venues being used. So in time-honored fashion, let's get on with the show. Easy start then. These are the Betfair Exchange odds for the 100, which starts on Wednesday. I'm going to struggle reading these because I'd forgotten how ludicrous the team names are. But... Southern Brave, the champions, are 4.9 favourites. Next best are the Birmingham Phoenix and the Oval Invincibles at 7-2. to The Phoenix, of course, the beaten finalists last year. Manchester Originals at 7.4. Werther's Originals not starting this year. Trent Rockets at 8.0. Welsh Fire at 8.8. Northern Superchargers, 9.0. London Spirit, who finished bottom, are 9.2. We'll look at the teams in reverse betting order, so the outsiders are first. That is coming up. But let's get some general views on the tournament in first. In terms of strategy, Edward Hawkins, you are first. Yes, having given it a big one, saying we're going to tell you who's going to win the tournament. We don't actually have to bet to win on this tournament because it is a very, very difficult thing to find a winner of a franchise league. What we're looking to do is find a team which makes it into the playoffs. And there's enough room in these prices to be able to do a back to lay on here. We can trade these teams. We're looking for a side which is going to get into the last four. We're unlikely to stick with them until the last. I made that mistake with Birmingham Phoenix last season and how many people have made that mistake in franchise leagues since their inception. The best team doesn't always win. There are bad days at the office and goodness me we could talk about some very famous bad days in franchise leagues down the years. So that's my tip for you. Rare wisdom from Edward Hawkins. Richard Mann, what is your golden rule? I think these first couple of weeks are crucial for punters. And I think keeping your powder dry, actually, in the first week or so is, is going to be key. But then it'll be the people 
who latch onto the trends quickly, watch enough cricket in that first week or so, and they're going to be the ones who get ahead. This this isn't like going into the IPL and getting to Mumbai and thinking, right, easy, easy peasy. We know this. 200 plays 200. We'll back both teams to make 200. Easy money. Everything's different. This tournament's still in it in its infancy. And even last year, we saw at places like Trent Bridge, it was hard work for batting at times because they had a, a, a spin heavy attack and, and it wasn't it wasn't as easy as we, we get in the blast where it's 200 all the time. I think we thought there were going to be big runs to kick off the tournament last year. First three games, no side made 150. That might be different this year. They might shorten the boundaries. There might be a big push for fours and sixes. But just you've got a, a real watching brief for the first week or so and try and catch up with these trends. Okay, lovely stuff. The same to you, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to echo Rich's one and say I haven't got a particular cold, but I don't think we could be that confident yet. This is a bit of a known unknown. We've only had one season of it. But I have noted, and I'll mention some rules about teams in due course, but I did make uh, note some stats down from this. First of all, there was a chaser bias last year, AE now at 31. Also, I went through the top bat in every team in every game, and you'd be surprised. You would think, in 100 balls, the openers would have a massive advantage, but they don't. Um, only 40% of top bat winners were openers, which is uh, doesn't pay off at the odds. You'd need 4.96 uh, to draw even on, on an opener there. And that's exactly the same as the number four batsman. So um, perhaps there's an angle there. As I say, it's a small sample and it's first time around, but perhaps actually the number three and number four got a better chance, perhaps another... We've seen T20. Another thing was that no, not a single top bat was won by anyone batting eight or below. So we can scrap them straight away. That's also very different from what we're used to in T20. Back to Edward Hawkins on some data harvesting that he's been doing. Yeah, looking at historic trends from T20, what to expect from some of these venues. We're obviously cautious because it's not a T20 game, but if... We saw what we have seen in T20 over five years. We would expect Headingley and Trentbridge to be the best for batters. Certainly Headingley, I think that trend's going to hold up. So do we ask the question about the respective balance for those teams which play their home games there, Superchargers and Rockets? Do they need a big bowling bias in their 11s? I'm not sure the Superchargers have that, for example. They've lost Bryden Cars. The Oval Sophia Gardens have the best economy rates for spin so make a note of that you can strategize with that in play Headingley and Trent Bridge the worst and on that point about Trent Bridge does that negate Rashid Khan at Trent Rockets there was spin early on in that tournament last time though and this is a big one there was a big split in the league last season spirit original and fire significantly worse Uh, and in this tournament the derby game is an extra game so the Brave will play Fire and the Oval will play Spirit. Play Brave are obviously the champions, so they get a, a gimme really if form is repeated. And likewise, um, the Oval versus the Spirit. Oval expected to go well and Spirit were dreadful. Does that make all the difference? Okay, nothing is fair in love and war, as they say. Let's analyse the teams next. We start with London Spirit, who finished bottom last year. They're 9.2 on the exchange. Edward Hawkins has a low down. 
Yes, London Spirit uh, ranked bottom for batting on economy rate and they were seventh worst. Game changer is Glenn Maxwell. Owen Morgan is very, very interesting considering his form seems to have fallen off a cliff. They've got Kieran Pollard in there as a wise old head. And as a brains trust, Pollard Morgan Bayliss Axis is surely unrivaled. Their weaknesses are obvious to anyone who saw last year's tournament uh, Morgan is a major worry for me could it be that halfway through the tournament he steps away possible 11 for you uh, this includes Crawley this is their best 11 but he could be missing if he's picked by England for the test matches against South Africa Crawley Rossington Maxwell Pollard Thompson Morgan Dawson Meredith Wood Wheel and Crane Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, let's come to Paul Krishnamurti first. You're a veteran of these franchise tournaments, Paul. Can a team come from bottom to challenge in your experience? And are Spirit that side? The odds suggest not, but what's your take? It's certainly unlikely. And I think that the odds generally in this tournament, although, you know, notwithstanding the fact that we have got limited evidence, the new tournament and all that, but the betting looks a bit too close to me. I can't have them at like two points higher than Birmingham and Oval. Um, you know, okay, Gudrat Titans in the IPL did blow our golden rules, so to speak, in, in the IPL, but then that was a new format. But generally speaking, past form does stand up in these franchises and they're not as unpredictable as, as the initial betting might think. So I would be somewhat down on them. And... I mean, in all honesty, I look at that squad. I mean, Owen Morgan's a big negative. Kyron Pollard has looked in decline, certainly in the IPL. Um, and although he's a brilliant player, I've generally always had the rule that Glenn Maxwell, you can't rely on a player like Glenn Maxwell. He's not, his teams aren't generally the teams to back in tournaments because he's still an in and out player. I mean, Grant is a match winner. The one player I think is a very good side is Riley, Riley Meredith, who should be pretty dangerous at this level. Improved a lot in the IPL this year, and that's much harder to pace bowlers. So he would be an interesting player to follow. OK. Um, Richard Mann, surely Maxwell wins these guys a couple on their on his own, doesn't he? Well, I think he's an excellent signing, and it's the sort of thing that you would think would get Glenn Maxwell's juices flowing. I think he'd be really up for this. And I think they've made three really good signings. I think Jordan Thompson's a good signing. Uh, Yorkshire all-rounder now, really. And I think Liam Dawson's a terrific signing. Hampshire spinning. He's brilliant for Hampshire in the blast, and he can bat as well. So I think they've signed well, they've recruited well. But for me, it just looks an egging side and a pretty poor one as well. I think they'll struggle. I agree with Paul about the price. Uh, just one thing to note, Brad Wheel only played three games for them last year, but picked up nine wickets in those three games. He comes into this on the back of a brilliant campaign for Hampshire in the last 22 wickets. He gets wickets, and I suspect he'd be underestimated um, match by match in the bowling markets. I think people will will completely ignore him. So Brad Wheel, clearly a wicket taker, clearly one to note. Okay, guys, looking ahead to um, in-play or side markets, a quick player to follow, anything positive, Richard Mann? Just what I mentioned, really, Brad Wheelie be one to look out for. Other than that, I wait and see. Perfect. Paul Krishnamurti. I'll go Jordan Thompson top bat. I think he could be underrated in the market. Lovely stuff. Right. Quick game's a good game. Northern Superchargers next. Calm down, Richard Mann. They're 9.0 on Betfair Exchange. Edward Hawkins, how are they looking? Yeah, possible 11. Lyth, Duplessis, Brooke, Hose, Simpson, Willie, Bravo, Rashid, Clahot. 
Clark, Clark, Wahab, and Potts. This is bit of Dad's Army here with Bravo, Dwayne Bravo, and Wahab Riaz. Not particularly enamoured with that. Fifth last season, batting run rate and bowling run rate rankings both second. Uh, Lithe is a problem. Struck at 108 last time. So there's some work for him to do there. They've brought in Cola Cadmore, which is a good signing. Faftuf Plessis is also probably skipper of that uh, Dad's Army eleven, if there was one. So they've got some improvement to do, and they've got to do it with old blokes. Can they do it? Lovely stuff. Richard Mann, your local side. So are you looking through rose-tinted specs with this lot? Oh, scathing, scathing analysis from Hawkins. I'm not down on them at all, actually. I, I think they're a big price. I was keen on them last year. They won three times last year, but they had a lot go against them. Aaron Finch didn't didn't play. He was in the original squad. Fafter Blasey didn't play a game. He had a real bad head injury. Missed the tournament through concussion. Stokes only played a couple of games. I know he's not playing this year, but they know about it now. And I think there's positives elsewhere. I'd mentioned Lyde. Actually, he comes into this on the back of a really good blast, 525, and he's struck at 177. I think Lyde's key to this side, though. Uh, they'll need him to do well, along with Duplessis. I suspect they'll open. But the bowling interests me. I think Rashid had a really good tournament last year. He's going to have to bowl well at Headingley because Ed's right. Spinner's really struggled there recently. Brilliant batting pitch there. Um, but I think generally we've seen David Willey do well for it for England. Harry Brooks a better player, 12 months on. There's a lot to be positive about. I'm just a little bit worried about the bowling. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Likewise, given your affiliation to Manchester, are these guys the enemy and are you unfairly down on them? No, I don't have affiliations. You can't have affiliations in betting. Um, I'm not actually down on them, to be honest. I, I agree with Rich. I noted that, um, that Adam Live hundreds. 77 strike rate in the blast, very positive. They've got lots of runs in them. The only negative for me would be that they just look a bit, bit long in the tooth. You wonder how many more tournaments Dwayne Bravo and Wahab Riev have got, but they've got plenty of runs in them, certainly. Okay, Hawkins, um, you've got something. Yeah, something for your in-play notebook. First set of 10 balls goes for almost three times as many runs in the 100. Uh, first set of 10 balls means a bowler can just bowl 10 balls straight. So on a flat surface like Leeds, you can factor that in to your in-play betting. There you go. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, same as before, fellas. Quick name to follow, please, for you for the side markets. Richard Lyth Lithe, and, and I'm going to give you another. Obviously, Harry Brook, massive 12 months for him, and I think he'll go from strength to strength. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. No name, just a bit in angle. This was the highest average sixes ground, 16 sixes per match at Henley last year. So back overs on that market. Oh, juicy bit of info. Thank you, Paul Krishnamurti. Tick for the Chargers. Welsh Fire and Trent Rocket still to come. Quick reminder to check out betting.betfair for free bet offers and on the cricket analysis. Uh, terms and conditions apply, over 18s only. And please visit BeGambleAware.org. Right, now on to Welsh Fire. They're 8.8 .8 on the exchange. Are they the team to back? Big prices to trade out once they get to the last four. Edward Hawkins. Well, they've got some improvement to do. Let's talk about how they line up. Possibly this is their best 11. Uh, Bairstow's not going to be available for the whole thing. Banton, Clark, Duckett, Hayne, Miller, you'll spot that's a good top order. Higgins, Payne, Ball, Nassim, Zampa. Higgins important because um, they really, really struggled with the ball and he was their best bowler last time. They were eighth on batting run rate and they were way down on number six 
for bowling run rate. David Miller is a potential game changer. I'm very worried about who bats at number seven. Uh, they kind of fall off a cliff in that regard. But Adam Zampa is a top draw replacement for Case Ahmed. So could that make all the difference with the ball? This lot were terrible with the ball last year, Richard Mann. Have they solved it? No, not for me. I th- I think they're crying out for a couple of gun all-rounders and they don't have it. They have a gun top four or five and in Zampa and Nassim, they have, they have some quality with the ball, but it's not enough in either department. I'm really down on these. I think I think they could finish bottom. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, what's your overview? Um, well, the guys made a very good point about the lack of an all-rounder and that does generally matter in these, these matches. But they have got stuff going for them. I mean, that top four, that top four is absolutely outstanding. Joe Clark and Ben Duckett coming at three and four have been really good in, in T20 franchise of late. So if they can overcome that lack of balance with runs up top, then then maybe. And I'm not that down on the bowler. I mean, it's it's not the best bowler I've it, but it's got wickets in it and it's got economy. So I'm not totally dismissing them. I don't fancy them to win it, but they're not out of it. Okay. Top bowler or top bat to follow, Richard Mann? Well, Johnny Bester will will go back to test duty at some stage, and then I think there might be a place for Lewis to deploy. Um, played for Derbyshire for a number of years now. Terrific T Twenty player. He'll come into that middle order everyone else will move past the spec, and another one who will go under the radar, but he can really play and he can score quickly. Um, Lewis deploy. If you can get some big prices, top batsmen about him, I'd keep taking them. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. I'll just go Ben Duckett, top bat. I think he's very solid in these markets, in these this league's format. Top four in the betting still to come. Are Trent Rockets the best of the supposed also rounds? That's the question. Bet for exchange goes seven to one. Ed Hawkins, please reveal all. They were third last season, so they made it to the playoffs. Batting run rate fifth, bowling run rate fourth, but sort of middling really for a team relying on rocket fuel. Possible 11. Hales, Cola, Cadmore, Milan, Monroe, Gregory, Moores, Patel, Rashid Khan, Delangi, Cook, and Wood. They appear to be a bit middle of the road uh, and considering Joe Root's absence, it could be argued they're a batter short and a bowler too. Uh, They do have a bunch of all-rounders though, which makes them pretty flexible. Okay, lovely stuff. Paul Krishnamurti, Ed Hawkins um, has been talked about this before. Is Rashid Khan, is Rashid Khan rather, negated here by those expensive economy rates for spinners? Is strength the weakness? Is a strength the weakness for them? What do you think? really don't know that is that is the great unanswerable question isn't it because we've seen this before that very often when it's a low scoring uh grounds we overrate spinners because it only takes one particularly quick innings to win the match i would still say that if you if you're looking at bigger scores rashid's a massive asset because you take him on at your peril really and his his contribution could still be decided. That said, i'm not wild about them they've got a lot of players with franchise pedigree not just the big names, but lots of Ian Cobain, you know, um, Sammy Patel, even, um, and Alex Hales is a fantastic T20 player. I think they've got a chance, but they wouldn't be one of my top two picks. Okay, Richard Mann, do this lot win it? Andy Flower influence you here? I don't think they'll win it. They've clearly got some star quality heels, and Milan stand out with the bat, and obviously the bowling. I'd just be a bit worried about runs either side of Hills and Milan. Samit Patel was one of the main run-getters last year, and I've seen him in the blast this year. He just doesn't look much of a batsman anymore to me. So I think they're going to be heavily reliant on, on Milan and Hills. The bowling looks okay. I think he's very spin-headed heavy. They've got Matthew Carter in the squad as well, and my concern would be is they might see the way to win 
is to produce some spinning pitches actually at Trent Bridge. I'm not saying that will definitely happen, but that would give them an advantage with Patel, Rashid and Matthew Carr. But that wouldn't suit Hales and Milan's batting. They want to be going going ballistic on roads. So I'm just a bit unsure about how their strategy will be actually. And I, it's definitely another side I want to watch for a, for a week or so and, and just see how they shape up um, and okay. how they're going to approach things. Marvellous. The business end is coming up after the break. The top four in the betting and the big question, who wins the 100? Okay, four teams to finish it. Southern Brave, the champions at 4.9 on Better Exchange. Next best are Birmingham Phoenix and Oval Invincibles at 7.2. Manchester Originals at 7.4. And it's the Originals who we are going to start with, Edward Hawkins. Originals, they finished seventh last time. They were seventh out of eight on batting power. Uh, they were third on bowling economy, which is pretty decent. However, they are 7.4 and they were 8.2. So the value may well have gone. The availability of Joss Butler, of course, is the big thing. And that is what has attracted the punters one suspects. There's a lot riding on Andre Russell keeping his fitness uh, but they probably have reserves in Ashton Turner, Wenindu Hasaranga and Sean Abbott. This looks a very strong 11 to me. Butler, Salt, Madsen, Russell, Evans, Turner, Hasaranga, Abbott, Jamie Overton, Hartley and Richard Gleeson. We're giving Hartley the go there instead of Matt Parkinson, so they could play him instead. Is this the team which about a week ago were the team to back? OK, um, Paul Krishnamurti, has the value gone here? Well, they've got to improve a lot on last season, but I like the side. Um, I really like those overseas signings, particularly Hasaranga and Sean Abbott, again, who's effectively an all-rounder. Only kind of slight negative, and maybe this is irrational, is that when teams have these superstars in them like Butler and Russell, how often do they actually deliver? Um, just on a spin point as well, it spins at Old Trafford, particularly later in the season. So that is, a you know, they have got a lineup that could utilise that and I wouldn't rule them out Okay lovely stuff um, I think Richard Mann you're going to fancy this lot am I right? No I'm probably against him in the outright but I think they're a side that they're going to take anyone down on the day but I'm, as Paul said I'm not sure how many good days they're going to have another thing to consider as well we've got the CP Caribbean Premier League coming up Andre Russell Hasaranga um, could potentially miss the last week of this tournament because of obligations elsewhere. So that's something to bear in mind. It might be a back to lay job if you're really keen on them. Um, it, it would be something that would concern me, concern me later on. And all things considered, they're not for me. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, anyone to follow, Richard Mann, quickly? Yeah, quickly. Sean Abbott has been mentioned, very good bowling all rounder, but he can really bat. And if you've got it, a scenario who's a massive price, top batsman market. I think I'd just keep having a few quid on him. I bang the drum with him here, but he can really play. We've seen that for the Sydney Sixers in the big bash. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Um, we didn't do Hasaranga, man of the match. I think he'll be under a bit overpriced because of the presence of Butler and Russell in the same team. Okay, lovely stuff. Let's move on to the Invincibles or simply Oval, whatever your floats your boat. Um, up next, 7.2 on the exchange. Edward Hawkins has their lineup. Oval potentially lining like like this. Roy, Jax, Rossau, who was brilliant in that T20 series, but again, could be a CPL uh, mover and shaker. Billings, uh, Cartwright, the Australian. He's a well-known name from the bash. Great signing. Noreen, Sam Curran, Tom Curran, Danny Briggs, Topley and Milnes. 
Well, I mean, there are bowling concerns again for this one because they've lost Saqib Mahmood to injury. It's interesting to see whether he comes back into this uh, team in time. Tobias Shamsi is no longer with them. That's 13 wickets. I'm not sure why they've signed Matt Milnes from uh, Welsh Fire. He was very, very pricey last season, going at about 1.81 runs per ball. So they could play an extra batter and use Will Jacks as a sixth bowling option. Okay. Agree with any of that, Richard Mann? Don't be shy if he's talking nonsense. <laughs> These would probably be my pick. I'm quite keen on them. I think there are a few drawbacks, definitely. I think they're missing a world-class finisher. I'm hoping Hill and Cartwright can fill that role, though. Um, but if you watch the early stages of the blast, and there's a strong Surrey contingent in this side. Surrey were by far and away the best side in the blast, and then international call-ups hammered them, really, and they lost a quarter-final to Yorkshire that they should have won anyway. Um, but I don't think they'll lose players to England here. CPL might be different. We'll have to wait and see. But I think Surrey really have a lot of very good T20 white ball cricketers, and we're going to see a lot of them on show in this side. Sam Curran's a fantastic young cricketer. I think the bowling's got everything. Left arm, it's got spinning with Narine, um, height with Topley, and the batting looks really good. The only concern... It's probably the form of Jason Roy and Sam Billings, the captain. Those two guys, they're really going to have to come to the party. But I think all things considered, I think it's a pretty strong side. OK, lovely stuff. Paul Krishnamurti, what's your thoughts on these lads? Like, loathe or indifferent? Like quite a lot. Back them last year and they disappointed a bit. Um, I'm not down on the bowlers at all. I don't agree with that at all. I, I mean, Topley, Briggs, Narayan and the two currents, I think that's fine. Um, I'd be more worried about the batting. I think Rich said Jason Roy's not in form, might lose Riley Russo later in the season. Sam Billings not in great form. But still, Curran and Narayan are great all-rounders. So I, they're, they're on my shortlist, if not my main pick. OK, lovely stuff. Uh, anything for any more for any more on this one, Richard Mann? Yes, I'm Curran. Top bat man of the match. I think for Surrey, he he gets more of a go than he does for England. They, they value him a bit more. And I think he'll be up the order and I think he'll really show his worth. This is a class white ball cricketer. Right, moving on to the Phoenix. Can they rise again? That is the question. They were the runners-up last year. They're 7.2 on the Betfair Exchange. Edward Hawkins tipped them. So that's perhaps a reason they didn't get over the line. Um, detect the bitterness as he reads this data. Birmingham Phoenix was the best team in the tournament. They were top on uh, batting rankings and they were top on bowling rankings as well. That's what I was talking about at the top of the show. We're not betting necessarily a team to win it. We're betting a team to get to the final. Birmingham had a bad day at the office in the final. Possible 11 for you. Smead, Wade, Livingston, Moeen, Abel, Hammond, Howell, Milne, Fisher, Stone, and here lots and lots of options with, with lots of options with the ball. Uh, Chris Wokes is a problem for them though because he balances this eleven, their best eleven. But it would be a major surprise if he plays. He's had surgery on a knee, which is going to keep him out for at least four weeks. However, they prize ag- aggression at the top of the order, and we expect them to be the fastest scorers again. Make a note of that for runs, plays, power play bets as well. Richard Mann, were they the best side last year? I think they were the best side 12 months ago. Yeah, I I do agree with that. And they look a solid side this time around. I'm not sure that they're going to be the strongest side this year, but very solid. Slight concern, Liam Livingston, he was brilliant last year, wasn't he? 
Um, 348 runs. He hasn't been brilliant this summer so far for England. A little bit of a farm concern. They need him to to come to the party really for them to win it. Yeah, Phoenix for me are the bet. I think 7.2 is a cracking trade. They were the best team last year. They topped the group stage. Their run rate was class apart. Um, they've got a fantastic top four. They've got class wicket-taking bowlers in Kane Richardson, Imran Zaheer, Adam Milne. And that aggression was going to serve them well at Edgbaston, where, um, again, this is a great place to back runs. It was the second highest for number sixes, four and a half sixes. I think they've, they've got to be right in contention. Any other business on this, guys? Richard Mann? Yeah, just just probably avoid top bowler markets, actually. Really well-balanced bowling attack, but that makes it tricky. I mean, look at last year, Milne, 12 wickets, Howell... 11 to here, picked up 10. They've just they've, and they've got loads of bowling options, haven't they? So I would be avoiding the top bowler market in this side. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti back overs on runs and sixes at Edgbaston. Okay, lovely stuff. Moving on finally to the holders, the favorite Southern Brave at 4.9 with that for exchange. Edward Hawkins is the lowdown. Are you feeling brave? Edward? Uh, never. This lot of the winners, they were kind of middle row with bat and ball, fifth and fourth respectively, but they are stronger, I suspect, because they've got Tim David for the whole tournament this time. His late call-up last season was probably wholly unfair and down had a very, very significant impact on downing the Phoenix, I seem to remember. Uh, so they've changed the rules to make sure that can't happen again. Possible 11. De Cox, Stoinis, Vince, Davies, David, Whiteley, Garton, Jordan, Overton, Lintot, Mills. You'll spot they're not very, very spin heavy and they weren't spin heavy last season. It was pace which won it for them and we kept expecting them that to be tripping them up and it didn't happen. A lot of sides have gone with spin. Brave are sticking with their pace attack. No Joffre Archer, of course, but that can hardly be described as a weakness because he wasn't there last term either. But a toe injury to time on Mills is a worry. Uh, it might not be fit to start the season. So do they uh, have the pace depth this time? Not sure. De Kock may miss a few games because of South Africa versus Ireland. Keep an eye on that and CPL moves as well. Paul Krishnamurti, you want to get your view on those odds, please? 4.9 feels very short for back-to-back titles, doesn't it? It's short compared to the rest, but it's probably the right price. I suspect the outsiders are too short. I wouldn't back them at 4.9, though, I, in comparison to Birmingham. Um, Tom, if Tom Mills does miss, miss games, that's a really big loss. Uh, Stoinis isn't the most reliable player in the world. On the other side, you've got James Vince, enormous plus. Tim David, enormous plus. Um, I would say they're right. They're well balanced. They should contend, but there are better bets out there. Okay, lovely stuff. Richard Mann, where do you stand on these guys? It's just a price thing for me as well. I, they're clearly a strong side. And a couple of words about the bowling. Mills injured, Craig Orban could easily be taken for England at some point. And, and Jake Lintot, I don't want to be critical, but I just felt that this year, and he is a real mystery bowler, came from nowhere last year. Just a few signs to me, and I may be wrong here, that teams are starting to work him out a little bit now and are beginning to read him better. And as Ed said, without any other spinner, he's the main threat. So if sides can get a hold of him, I think that could really harm them. And at the prices. I'd probably be against them. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, any other business, Richard Mann? 
Uh, well, just uh, uh, on the plus side, um, we must mention coaches because I think they'll go under the radar here. Mihailo J. Wardner done a brilliant job with Mumbai Indians and he's here, isn't he? Um, coaching this side, Southern Brave, fantastic coach and winners breed winners. So I, that is a massive plus for them. Paul Krishnamati. James, we the top back. Okay, great. The 100 guide is complete. Can you guess which way the guys will go? They've sort of talked about it so far, but let's come back to it and do it properly in a second. Who wins the 100? Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann are about to tell you. Get your notebooks at the ready. Let's go to Paul Krishnamurti first. Yeah, I'm backing Berman and Phoenix for three units. Um, 7.2, massive price on the team that were the best team in it last year. Went very close. No reason to think they won't be as good this year and perhaps some reasons to think the Southern Brave won't, the team that got the better of them last year, won't be quite as good. Uh, and I'm backing all Invincibles for three units too. I, I think they are the best bowling attack in this competition, led by the brilliant Sunil Narine, well backed up by Sam Curran, a terrific all-rounder. And the batting strong Jason Roy, Will Jack, Sam Billings. There's quality throughout that. And the big thing is a strong Surrey contingent. Surrey were brilliant in this year's blast. Very unlucky to not go all the way. Hammered by England call-ups, but that won't affect them this time around. And I think Oval Invincibles have got a cracking chance of winning the second edition of the 100. That is your lot for Cricket Only Better, episode 149. You've got two to follow in the 100. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair. More analysis on all the cricket going on. And we'll see you next time.